You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Shalom, Ubracha. Welcome back to another episode from the Torah Sparks Podcast. Um, I just wanted to take a moment and plug, if I may, um, Baruch Hashem, last week, my new book, Ready, Set, Grow, uh, was just launched from Mosaic Press. In America, it's I'm, it's still you know it's still on the boat, so they're not yet in swarm stores in America. But you can purchase Ready Set Grow uh, for pre-order on the Mosaic Press website. Again, the book is called Ready Set Grow. Um, if you are living in Eretz listening to this, then um, I did just get a picture today from my twin brother who sent me a picture of the books at the Next to the Mirror Svarim store. So you can check it out over there as well. I'm sure there are in other bookstores there. Anyways, if you want to know kind of what it's about, um, I'll just read you this short description on the back of the book. With modern day anecdotes, mishalom, and personal stories, Ready, Set, Grow is a personal growth book that brings to life concepts and lessons from the Torah. Readers will string... Excuse me, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say blah, blah, I'm going to say this again in English. Readers will strengthen their resolve to be a lifelong winner, experience what it means to value inner greatness, and appreciate the incredible opportunity to connect with Hashem. Um, I am so grateful to Hashem that this, uh, you know, this has been a long journey, a long process, process, however you say it. I've been working on this, um, you know, on the manuscript as well as with the publishing company for a while now. So, uh, Baruch Hashem, it is out. It is available for pre-order. Check it out. Ready, set, grow. So, in this week's Torah Sparks podcast, it is Parshas Bechukosa here in America, um, a lot of us might be familiar with the first Rashi, which tells us on the words in the Torah, in Bichuko Saitelehu, it's talking about walking with the statutes, walking with the chukim, walking with the Torah. Uh, Rashi tells us it's not really talking about Kiyam mitzvos, because that's later on in the Pasuk, when it says, when it says, those words are referring to the Kiyam mitzvos, the performing, the fulfillment of the mitzvos. Rashi tells Tells us so. What is the words in bechu kosaitelecho shetiu amelim betorah that we that a person should be amel in Torah? You should toil. You should work hard. Um, the grub points out that uh, you know a person before he came into the world, the malach taught him every, all, all the Torah, and it's our job to be amel here on this world to gain back that, to find back that inspiration, that Torah that you learnt in your room. Again, we're only shaykh that we can only really access it because we were taught it once before. But to, in order to get it, in order to achieve it, in order to, to, to have it in our midst, we have to work hard. Like the Pasuk tells us, Adam l'amal yulad. A person was born to be amal, to work hard. Um, you could ask most successful people in anything, whether it's um, you know somebody in the professional world, whether in the business world, in the coaching world, in the professional athletics world 
well, it's the wrong way of saying it, but in the NFL, in the NBA, in the um, in the NHL, in in any pro sport, it's the people who work the most hard that produce the most results. It's just the way that God made the world, and it all goes back to that pasuk: Adam la'amol yulad, man is here to be amel, to work hard. Um, you know, I was thinking that you know, if you ever watched a film, I'm not going to say a movie. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever watched a film or fine? Have you ever watched a movie or something of the like? And all of a sudden, right? So the person watching the movie, right? You have to realize you have no say in the events that play out, right? Still, there's always that one guy in every movie theater, and. I just know this because a friend told me. He, and he decides to yell at the screen during a climax moment. No, don't do it. It will kill you, right? He's like, he's about like, he sees someone about to do something. He's like, no, don't do it. It's going to kill you. He's like, you know that if he makes that decision, that's going to be bad news. But, and right, what happens at that same moment? The rest of the audience unanimously just gives him the biggest shush of his life. Just shush, what are you doing? Right. What happens next? Right. So if, if I were to have all the Monopoly money in the world, I would put all of it down and say that never in the history of movies, films, whatever you call it, never in the history of movies did the actor in the screen turn to face the guy who was yelling amongst the audience and say, wait a second, you know what? You're right. How come I didn't think of that? Thanks for bringing it to my attention. I, you know what? I'm not going to do this after all. Right? It, no, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't work like that. The guy's in a screen. It's a film. It's, pre, it's pre-recorded, after all. When it comes to watching a movie, there's absolutely no... Right? And the reason why the audience can't control and, and affect uh, or impact what's going to happen next in the film, in the movie, is because there is no shaykhus. There is no connection between the directors, the actors, and the audience who is watching. The guy who's yelling at the screen has no chance of influencing the decisions that take place in the actual movie. But not so are the brachos and the klolos, the blessings and the curses, as are depicted in this week's parsha, parsha Bechukosai. You see, we're taught an incredible thing. The blessings and curses are not merely events playing out in Hashem's big movie called Planet Earth. But rather, the blessings and the curses are actually direct results and consequences of our very actions and deeds. They're connected. There is a shaykhus. There's an inherent connection between Hashem, who's the director of the world, and us, quote-unquote, the audience. But it's not really an audience. We're, we're real impactors in this world. What we think, what we say, what we do, our machshava, our dibor, and our maisa, they really do make a difference, a real difference to the world at large and our inner world, quote-unquote, at small. We affect and impact the very world around us. We have the ability to exact change, for better or worse. What I do at this moment can cause bracha to come to this world. And what I do at this moment can also, God forbid, lead to klala in the world. In chapter 26, verse 4, the Torah tells us that if a person toils in Torah and keeps the commandments, then the rain will be given at its proper time. The land will give its produce... And here is for the Hebrew quote, The trees of the field will give its produce. 
Rashi tells us something absolutely amazing on the words of Esa Sade. To quote, Rashi says, This refers to non-bearing, sorry, non-fruit-bearing trees that will eventually bear fruit. This is one of the blessings that the Torah promises. Ve'etza sade yitain pirio, a non-fruit-bearing tree will eventually bear fruit. The Sifsei Chachamim explain that the Torah, by saying ve'etza sade, is telling us a remarkable idea. Even the simple trees of the field that are planted merely for their shade, right? Non-fruit-bearing trees that are used for shade and, you know, for to be a fence or something like that. And the Sifsei Chacham tells us that this, even the simple trees of the field, the Ilani Sirach, that are planted for their shade and don't generally produce fruit, the non-fruit-bearing trees, they will eventually, they will actually produce fruit. And we see, in, again, this all comes... From the first pasuk, if you're Amel B'Torah, if you follow God's word, if you follow the truth, if you follow MS, these amazing things will happen. Even a non-fruit-bearing tree will bear fruit, will produce fruit. And you see, my friends, besides for referring to an actual tree, a fruit, a non-bearing fruit tree, the Torah itself, in Devarim chapter 20, verse 19, it refers to man as none other than an Eitz HaSadeh, right? And people often think, who am I? I'm just a simple, I'm a regular guy, I'm a, I'm a Ilane Surak, I, I, you know, I'm not really a fruit-bearing tree, I, I don't do such, my Maisim Tovim aren't really existent. I'm not so good at learning. By tefillah, I don't feel such a connection. You know, Torah studies for the pious. What impact will I? What, what impact does the Torah have on me? I'm just a regular guy. I'm an Elon Surak, right? I'm just that Eitzah Sada. But it's the same thing. When we're Amel and Torah, when we engage in a life of Torah and mitzvos, then it has the power of Eitzah Sada Yitain Perio. It has the power to take even a non-fruit-bearing tree and make it bear fruit, and make it produce something special. And the same way it's true when it comes to a mere physical, botanical tree, just had to chuck in that word, botanical, just because I love that word, even though it probably did not make sense in context. I think it's more talking about plants and the like, but who's, who's, who's really counting? But we have to realize we are like this Eitzah Sada as well. And don't think of yourself, and even if, well, not that you shouldn't think of yourself, but even though, yeah, you're right, you shouldn't think of yourself as a simpleton. But even if you do, realize that with a life of Torah and mitzvos, your simple life can become something so amazing, extravagant, and special. You think you can't produce anything? You think you're stuck, you're, you're stuck in the road, and you're stuck in the mud, and you're an Elam Sarek, and there's nothing that's going to become forth from, you know, let me just continue my old ways, habits, and habitual abode? No. You will have the ability, you will produce something special. Even the simple tree of the field, which will not, which does not generally produce fruit, will be able to produce fruit. And when a simple person lives by the Torah, he most certainly will produce fruit as well. It will change him and impact the world for the better. And, you know, this should be a, a lesson that we take to heart and realize that, you know, it's not going to be, we're not going to be on our A game all the time. But the most, you know, as often as we can, let's try to leave, you know, B, C, D, all those other games at home and bring our A game to the table. Realize, okay, the learning might be hard, the dominating might be hard, but put your best 
best foot forward um, and realize that even a simple tree can produce the most amazing, delicious fruit. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Torah Sparks podcast. Uh, If you like this, please rate, please leave a review. Share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, whoever you think would gain from it. And again, as a reminder, if you're ready um, for another, not for another, but if you're excited for uh, you know, a personal growth book um, written in Yiddish, and I'm kidding, it's in English, um, I would implore you, I suggest, check it out, Ready, Set, Grow, find it on Mosaica, or wait till it comes to stores here in America, or if you're in Israel again, check it out over there. And that's uh, that's a wrap, everybody. Thanks for listening, and have an amazing week.